اللهم نور قلوبنا بعلمك واستعمل أبداننا لطاعتك ووفقنا لما تحب وترضى من القول والعمل والفعل والنية والهدى إنك على كل شيء قدير آمين يا رب العالمين We are reading the book Softening the Heart of Kitab al-Zuhd wal-Raqaiq by Abdullah bin Mubarak rahimahumullah And yesterday we covered some of the verses of the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this dunya and how uh, it is absolutely regarded in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as something not worthy of desire. It's something that is lowly, that is something that will come to end, or it's perish, it's perishable compared to the hereafter. Now let's go over some statements of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with regards to this same topic. Of Zuhud. Nabi alayhi salatu salam is mentioned, is narrated by Mustawrad bin Shaddad radiallahu anhu. He is a madunya fil akhirati illa mithlu ma yaj'alu ahadakum isba'ahu fil yammi fal yandur bima yarji'a. The world in comparison to the next world is like the one of you dipping a finger in the ocean and then seeing when, what it draws out. When a person puts his finger into the ocean and looks at what draws out, compare the water that's on the fingertips to the water that is in the ocean. This is the comparison of the enjoyments of this world towards the in, 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 lieu of in, in, in place of the enjoyments of the akhirah. Or the horror and the torture and the difficulty and the adab of this world compared to the difficulties of the akhirah. Also same thing. In every regard, this is nothing compared to what is awaiting in terms of good and in terms of bad. So the main thing is what is the, you know, what, what exactly happens afterwards when the person is... Imagine a person is trying to get a visa to come to this country. How challenging and difficult it is. How many years they have to wait and to then to get an appointment. And then for that appointment, how much paperwork they have to do. And then once you get that paperwork, you get that appointment day. And then, you know, if they're rejecting you, straight up they reject you. But if they say, oh, not rejecting you, they'll say, we'll let you know. I know people whose, you know, spouses overseas, six years, seven years, eight years, they're still waiting for their wives to come. SubhanAllah. It's a very long process. So imagine if someone filled out an email paperwork and he said, sent. And he says, your email is gone. He said, Alhamdulillah, America ka visa lag gaya hai. I got the visa from America. Why? Because I filled out the paperwork. <laughs> I filled out one application online. You can see you're a fool. What is this? Sending an application online have to do with the actual visa. You still have a lot more to go. Why are you sitting there rejoicing over this? There's still years of work and, pl- and, and effort and du'as that you need. That's what this dunya is. Comparison to the actual thing, dunya is like that one email you send. And the person sitting there getting excited and happy that I've achieved something. <laughs> when in reality, this is just the very beginning of our journey. The Prophet ﷺ is saying that if this entire the world were to have any value in the sight of Allah, and if it were to be equal to the amount of a mosquito's uh, wing, um, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not give an unbeliever a sip of water from it. Meaning that the fact that so many people in this dunya have so much more than a sip of water. They have so much. Right? Look at how all around. And especially disbelievers, how much they have. That tells us that the value is less than a wing of a mosquito. If it was equivalent to a wing of a mosquito, what is a mosquito? They have, first of all, has no value. Everyone hates it. Everyone wants to slap it. Everyone wants to smash it. Everyone wants to kill it. Right? This is, this is a nuisance. You just hear that mosquito buzzing sound. That's one of the things probably in, from the, in the winter that we don't miss from the summer. We don't have to worry about those mosquitoes. So it's nothing that we care about it, nothing that we appreciate about it. And then not even a full mosquito, it's a wing of it. 
seriously, what is the value of that? Allah Rasulullah saying that in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this dunya doesn't even have the value of that. If it did have a value of that, then you would be ensured that a disbeliever would not be getting even a sip of water. So the fact that the disbelievers get so much means that it has even a value less than that. Adunya malunatun malunun mafiha illa dikalallahi wa mawala wa aliman wa mutaliman. This world is cursed. Maluna cursed. Yani al buradu an rahmatillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pushing the entire dunya away from his mercy. Malunun mafiha and everything inside this dunya is also cursed. Nothing has got the blessings of Allah. Except for three things. Or four things rather. Dikalallah. The remembrance of Allah. And what leads to the remembrance of Allah? What leads to the remembrance of Allah? This is what you and I are doing here, mashallah, is a remembrance of Allah. We're sitting here reading through a hadith and Quranic verses, and we're going to engage in dhikr as well after that. So this is saved from that curse. وَعَالِمًا And any scholar. A scholar is saved from this curse. وَمُتَعَلِّمًا And a student. How blessed we are to be in this institution where you are surrounded by scholars and you are surrounded by students of knowledge. Then subhanAllah, all these young, beautiful people here who are studying, these are people who are protected from the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why a person should try their best to stay in the company of people who are doing dhikr of Allah or anything that will take to the dhikr of Allah or a scholar or a student of knowledge. This is where we are protected from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's curse. Is had fi dunya? Is hadfid dunya yuhabbukallah. Forsake the world. See the word zuhud. Is hadfid dunya. Forsake the world. Yuhabbukallah. Okay? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. Was hadfima inda nas. Yuhabbukal nas. And forsake what is in the people's hands and people will love you. So two things. One is, if you want people, if you want Allah to love you, and if you want the people to love you, the answer is the same. Have zuhud. Do not be interested in what people have. And do not be interested in this dunya. Allah wants to see someone, you know people, they, they want people who have pure love. Imagine you know someone who likes you because of your jacket, and he wants this from you. You just say, what is this? Like me for who I am, not because of this. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also wants ikhlas. Allah doesn't want a believer who says that, I want Allah, but yeah, a little bit of Allah and more of so the dunya. I said, no, I don't want you. Allah wants someone who says, yeah, Allah, I only want you. Just like we don't like people who say, I like your things that you own, but I don't like you. I come to your house because I get to enjoy this and that, but I don't actually like speaking to you, I don't like your company. Who would want such a person to come to their house? No one would. So if we want to Allah's love, then turn our hearts away from the dunya. If we want the people's love, turn away our attention from what they own. And another hadith, in dunya hulwatun khadira. The world is sweet, lumptious, sumptuous and lush. Allah And Allah is going to place you therein as a deputy. Allah is placing you as a deputy in this world. It's khalifa. فَيَنظُرَ كَيْفَ تَعْمَلُونَ 
to see how you act. Meaning this entire dunya is an exam and a test. Allah has placed us in here to see how we interact with these attractive things. Have you seen there's some uh, uh, small parents testing their kids. Put the two little children there. Put a bowl of candy or jelly beans or something like that. And they say, okay, three-year-old, four-year-old, okay? Now watch. You see this candy? We're going to come back in two minutes. They have a video on there. When we're going to come back in two minutes, you're not supposed to eat. We'll come back in two minutes and you can eat. Just to test the willpower of these kids. You'll see. And some of them literally, mashallah, we just sit patiently waiting. They won't. And the other one, he doesn't know the camera is there, put his hand in, you know, quickly eat it. <laughs> right? We can ask ourselves what type of one you and I are if you were in a situation like that. So this is what dunya is. Allah intentionally has put attractive things around us. Every single you know, thing in this dunya is a clickbait. Everything is a clickbait. Everything is just super attractive. You press it, it gets you to someone somewhere else. Just like how this internet, the world, the worldwide web is. It's a big web. I was just reflecting before I came here. How subhanAllah some of the young people overseas who live in tents, who live in, who live in tin, uh, tin houses, who don't have running water, who don't have a bathroom inside the house, who cook everything on stove and uh, firewood outside of the house. They, you know, they're living how humanity would live a couple hundred years ago. But there's millions of people, or rather maybe even billions of people living like this today. No access to clean uh, running water, yet they have a smartphone. Something to think about it. How these kids, if you go to see pictures and videos of different places, you'll see people have, they, have, they don't have their house, they don't have, they have a sleeping in a tent, but they have a smartphone. Kawaqil matar, as the Nabi Sallallahu mentioned in one hadith, <clears throat> the fitna will come down upon the ummah like the raindrops. No house will be saved. And this is definitely or possibly could be one of the interpretations of the many interpretations of this. How the cell phone and the internet, the worldwide web has taken over everyone. No matter how poor a person is, no matter how basic aspects of, of fundamental, fundamental basic aspects of life are not present, but they will have access to the internet. When you have access to the internet, you have the in, in, access to the entire shaitani, you know, everything. You, know, uh, you can listen to good, but you have access to all the bad nonsense as well. So this phone, what is it? <clears throat> it is that a big attractive trap that says, come look at me, come look at me, come look at me. As someone said nicely, if Ramzan has phone, internet has been shaitan has He said, in, 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 in Ramadan, if the internet was shut, phone was shut, then even if shaitan was not shut, subhanAllah, we'd see people be changing. Now big shaitan is locked up, they say, but all the millions of shaitans that are in our pockets. And every one of you knows what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm part of you, you are part of me. We're all, we know we live, in, we live in the same world. Every single one of us has this thing to time waste or sinful use. One of the two. If someone says, let me listen to Maulana Fulan's bayan, or let me watch that video, then let me go and watch another Maulana's talk from this. By the purpose of Maulana's bayan talk is amal. You have to practice. Half hour, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, fine. But the action is how much Quran are we reciting? Now in this month, since this week, today was a Sunday, day off. Ask yourself from Fajr till now, how much Quran have we recited? Saturday, if you were off, how much Quran you recited from Friday afternoon? You got off from work till tomorrow, Monday morning. This is the question. How much, subhanAllah, sadaqah have I given? How much khidmah have I done? 
How much tadabbur in the verses of the Quran have I done? You know, it's not only all this reciting is very powerful, but tadabbur also. Picking up one verse of the Quran and just thinking about it, reading the translation, reading the tafsir, and thinking about it, connecting with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How much dua have I made? So, what happens is that, uh, you know, many times we think that this is only leading us to good, but in, from this good, a lot of shar comes out. So, similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this hadith of Rasulullah is saying, Allah has put you into this world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is seeing how you act. Brothers are coming in the back. Please, the majlis is here. Not till where my voice reaches. Come, Allah reward you. Stand up and come forward. By whoever is in the back also, whoever comes in the front, whoever new brother walks in, send the message. You know, one of you can just, just invite them to sit. This is how we sit in our majalis. This is how we sit. We sit close together. We don't spread out. So one of you know, when I ask one of the OAS or someone, any of the new brothers come in, just ask them, please come forward. Saad Bhutai. Every single day. Make this a habit. Whenever you come to the masjid, in any masjid, anywhere, let's not sit in the back. Sit connected to the gathering. <laughs> Allah is seeing how are you going to do. Then He said, فَاتَّقُوا dunya." Does anyone know the rest of the hadith? Huh? <laughs> MashaAllah, see, uh, Dr. Sab knows, other people know, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Right? فَاتَّقُوا dunya وَاتَّقُوا nisa." Two things. He said, so avoid the world and avoid the temptation of women. Ye, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, uh, the jelly bean example I gave you. He's putting, in a, it's like you put two candies. Okay? And I'm watching, which I come back in two minutes, just don't touch it. Uskibad, you can eat both of them. All of it. The test is, can you keep your hands off of it for two minutes? Allah as well says, Jannat hai maze ke liye. Jannat is for enjoyment. There's no, can I do some sweeping cleaning? Nope. Can I, sit, can I sit and do you know, some, some type of mujahada here? No, there is no place for it. Can I sleep on the floor? Take off my, you know, they have a harsh, a rough type of food. No, there is no space for that. Jannat is for ayashi. Jannat is for enjoyment. Jannat is for maza. That's what it is for. But dunya, two minutes. Just prove it to me. You can keep your hands off of what I told you not to touch. Then you have akhira for enjoyment. So these are two things. Dunya, yani materialistic things. And nisa. Keep your hands off of these things. Except for, of course, what is halal through marriage. Besides that, stay away from this temptation. And stay away from indulging in the dunya. Allah is watching you. This is where we fall. This is where the humanity falls. And this is what Allah, that's why specifically, if we just understood this hadith, we're successful. Just understand, this is our weak point. We get attracted to dunya, and we get attracted to the temptation of women. If a person can keep his heart and his eyes protected from this, he will definitely you know, be successful. Now what is zuhd? Uh, 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 give me a definition of that, we might say. So there's many definitions. One thing sometimes a person may think that zuhd means I cannot, uh, I have to wear very rough type of clothing, with tattered clothing, I have to eat very tough food. So reality is, what if someone is forced to, based on their circumstances, because they're living in a refugee camp, they don't have good food. And they don't have uh, good clothing. Are they automatically zahid? No. In their heart, they're like, oh, if I had money, tonight I'd be in Las Vegas. If I had money, today I'd be in America enjoying this. Then they're not a zahid. On the other hand, a person is wearing very nice clothing, driving a very nice car. But in his heart, he said, this is nothing. 
The person, subhanAllah, who's sitting there doing tasbih is far better than him. Sulaiman salam, you heard his story? Sulaiman salam was in his takht. Sulaiman salam is a nabi. How can you say a nabi is materialistic? Is that possible? Not possible. His nabi is a great zahid. He's on his takht, arsh. He's on his throne. He's moving. He's traveling a distance of one month within a few hours of the morning, one month in a few hours in the evening. And he's got all his leaders sitting on that throne, on the throne, on this one big takht, uh, one big throne. And who? The leaders from the jinn, the leaders from everyone, just sitting there with him. Imagine your people say, Oh, did you see a jinn ever in your life? Oh, wow. You know, I have one story. I saw one guy walking around, look weird. He might have been a jinn. Suleiman alayhi salam, he's, he's got the leaders of the jinn sitting as khuddam, as servants around him. No small, small jinn. Huge ones. The leaders of the tribes are sitting next to him. You get excited, you saw one jinn, you think, I'm somebody. He's got the leaders of the jinn sitting next to him. Hazrat, can we do anything for you? Can we do anything for you? We're ready at your service. And he's, ah, please, I don't need you. Just chup chop, sit here, right? When I ask you to do work, then you get all your peons to do the work that I tell you to do. That's how he's leading. King. So now he's flying over. It comes in Nafat Arab. I think this is this story is mentioned. He's flying over. All of a sudden, there's a farmer. See the Sada Gharib, simple, poor farmer. He looks at Sulaiman Salam's throne. Flying by, man. He's like a 747, right? Or bigger than that. Airbus something, huge one in that zamana. Flying by. He looks at it, he says, Subhanallah. Man, Sulaiman and his entourage. He says, Subhanallah. So, what happened? All of a sudden, the airfield, the, the cornfield of his became an airfield. So, takhtaga. Oh, this farmer got so scared. So, oh my God, this is crazy. Sulaiman Salam himself in my farm with all his entourage, humans and jinn. He got so scared. The king is here. Hazrat, we know what's wrong. He came to me and said, What did you say? What did you say? He got scared that Nabi Sulaiman is after. What did I say? What did I say? Did I say something disrespectful? What happened? Allah Azawad had made even the wind subservient to Sulaiman. Not only the wind carried his throne, it carried the voice also. And the birds came and reported, everyone would eavesdrop for him, the jinn, the birds, the animals, the insects, everyone, subhanAllah, he understood the speech of the animals. So he got very worried. He said, I didn't say anything. No, you said something. You said something. What did you say? He said, I said, subhanAllah. He said, that's all. He said, that's what I came to tell you. That that one statement of subhanAllah that you said is far more weighty and valuable than the entire kingdom of Sulaiman. Allahu Akbar. Because the value of subhanAllah, you're going to see in the akhirah, and it will never perish. It will only increase, and it will be a long-lasting, not long-lasting, everlasting treasure of the akhirah. While whatever you see is under the control of Sulaiman, salam will come to an end in this dunya. Subhanallah. Say subhanAllah. May Allah give us the understanding of this. May Allah give us the understanding of this. One subhanAllah is better than the old takht and the ownership of Sulaiman. Imagine your house, my house, your Fortune 500 company, Fulan company, Fulan billion dollar here. Billion. What is this? All gonna come to an end. One dhikr, one tasbih is more far, far valuable. So when a person understands this, that I have money, I have a car, I have a home, but this is hitch, this is nothing, this is zero. This is zilt. This is absolutely no value in comparison to another man on the corner there sitting doing his tasbih. Huh? He's sitting on the footpath doing his tasbih. He, what he's doing with his tasbih is more valuable than my 
You know, $100,000 car. You have to believe that. You can drive whatever you're driving. You can live wherever you're living. But in your heart, a person cannot have any value for any of these things. He should, re- he should realize that, subhanAllah, all of this is useless and bekar. So there's so many statements, subhanAllah, written about this. I'll try to read a few before we end, inshallah. Fudail ibn Ayyad, rahimullah, says, The absolute essence of zuhud is to be content with Allah. The one who is content is the zahid. He is the truly need-free. This is zuhud, he says. Fudail ibn Ayyad says, Zuhud means qana'ah, contentment. Whatever condition Allah has kept you in, you're happy. Then you're a zuhud, you're a zahid. Uh, the other one says, Hassan Basri says, Zahid is the one, when he sees anyone, he says, Here he is more of a Zahid than I am. A true Zahid is, when he looks at anyone else, he says, He is a greater Zahid than I am. You cannot be a Zahid if you think of yourself to be a Zahid. Right? Um, Ahmad, uh, uh, Imam Ahmad says, Zuhud means limiting one's hopes. Desires for a long life. I mean, the long, long life to do good deed is fine. But to say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest this, and then from that the profits are going to come, and then invest over there, and then from this and from that, this summer home, this vacation, this winter place, this this island, one day I'll have my own island. Just thinking, planning for the dunya. This, yeah, this is not zuhud. Zuhud is a person that limits your hopes. In another report, he said, the beautiful point, he said, zuhud means not to be overjoyed when dunya comes to you. Someone comes and says, you got a $100,000 bonus. Alhamdulillah. But to go through a party, chalo, let's go invite in a huge party and do haram, because why? I have a $100,000 bonus. But you, Allah give you 250 bonus. But the thing is, you cannot be, what do you call, trigger happy. Can't be overjoyed. Dunya hai Money comes and goes. I cannot be getting so happy over it. Yes, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives me 30 days without missing tahajjud, that's something I want to be overjoyed. Yeah. That means Allah loves me. Why else is He allowing me to wake up? Ramadan to wake up is easy. But subhanAllah, outside of Ramadan, you know, it's, I am so proud, I am so thankful to Allah that He's kept me in this madrasa. Where students come to me and make mashwara. Manana, you know, it's been you know, 45 days, I haven't missed the hajjad, but yesterday I missed it. I feel so guilty, I'm crying, what can I do? Young American boys and girls, subhanAllah, from our community, from across the country, come study here. And when they share their ahwal and their conditions, subhanAllah, it gives you hope. And we feel lucky that we're sitting among such people who is subhanAllah who, who can tell you that these are their actions. Uh, sometimes one year long. It's a jeep. Like, from one person, one recently, a person who is going through, he is going through very major issues in his deen. He, came, he called me to make mashwara. And now I said, I haven't heard from you in a long time. He said, Yeah, alhamdulillah, things are going good. I haven't missed the hajjah for a single year, for the entire day, for, for a single day in the past year. Local kid from here. Where he was involved in so many sins. But how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turned him around and gave him this. So this is something we should be overjoyed. To simply listen to these stories. Imagine if Allah gives it to you. So Zahid is the one who's not overjoyed when the dunya comes to him. And he's not sad when the dunya goes away. He was once asked, if a man who has a thousand dirhams can be a Zahid. And he said, yes. If you have a thousand, say in this, in this, in this era you'll say, ten thousand dollars, can you, or a hundred thousand dollars, can you be a Zahid? Yes, you can. Provided that you do not get extremely happy when it increases, nor do become despondent if it decreases. If a person has five million in stocks, can you be Zahid? Yes, if it becomes double to ten million, you don't lose your mind out of happiness. And if it goes down to one million, you don't also become depressed. Then you can be Zahid. That's what it means. All that which we have, a person should utilize it, like we say toilet paper, to, to use it. Just tissue. You use and you throw. Dunya is 
We need to own the dunya. Dunya cannot own us. We need to own the money. The money cannot own us. And this is what Zuhud is about. So this just the introduction to this book, subhanAllah, itself is so beautiful, 50 page long. Uh, or 44 pages. I'm going to skip that from tomorrow on. Alhamdulillah, we covered enough points of introduction. And we're going to start, inshallah, from the actual book. Tomorrow we're going to be covering encouragement to obey Almighty Allah. There's like 30 chapters in here. So we'll try to do, maybe one two, read one, two hadiths from uh, each chapter. This again, this is the book called Softening the Heart. Kitab al-Zuhd wa Raqaiq of Abdullah Barak. We ask Allah Azzawajal to make you and I from amongst the Zahideen. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Let's do some dhikr for a few minutes and then we'll head downstairs uh, for iftar. Inshallah. Bismillah لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى الله على محمد 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 صلى الله عليه وسلم استغفر الله 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 الذي لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم واتوب اليه بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام وتبارك يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاه تنجينا بها من جميع الاحوال والافات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك على الدرجات 
وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة بعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم أصلح لنا ديننا الذي هو عصمة أمرنا وأصلح لنا دنيانا التي فيها معاشنا وأصلح لنا آخرتنا التي فيها معادنا وجعل الحياة زيادة لنا في كل خير وجعل الموت راحة لنا من كل شر اللهم إنا نسرك علما نافعا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا اللهم نور قلوبنا بعلمك واستعمل أبداننا لطاعتك ووفقنا لما تحب وترضى من القول والعمل والفعل والنية والهدى إنك على كل شيء قدير يا الله we ask you to accept our fast Allah accept all the good that we have done so far from the beginning of Ramadan and Allah grant us more tawfiq for the remainder of Ramadan Allah make it easy for us to, in, to focus on our Quranic recitation allow us to have concentration in it allow us to recite abundantly allow us to make individual dua abundantly ya Allah at suhoor and iftar and throughout the day oh Allah accept our sadaqat and khairat oh Allah accept the khidmah of all those who are serving in the masjid and all those who are sponsoring the various aspects of the masjid oh Allah accept the, the service of all of us of volunteers of the masjid oh Allah whatever permissible desires and needs anyone has oh Allah we ask you to grant them and fulfill them be it related to this dunya qabr or akhirah subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon wa salamun ala mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen ameen Inshallah, everyone can head downstairs. We have about three minutes. So in, uh, please engage. Do not engage in talking. Please do not in talk, inshallah, as you go down. Utilize this time to be doing individual dhikr and dua. And the uh, dua will be recited on the microphone. And you can recite that. And then break your fast after that.